Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Welcome to today's episode of Your Daily Scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer Ryan Ripley. That gentleman over there is professional scrum trainer Todd Miller. We get together each and every day answering your questions about scrum and agile and all sorts of team-based stuff, hoping that you get a little bit better each and every day. Uh, we co-authored the book, Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions, Common Scrum Problems. We teach a ton of the scrum.org courses, a lot of pro Kanban courses. You can check us out in the description. All that fun stuff is there. Todd, how are you doing today? Doing pretty great. Yeah, it's uh, you know, a holiday here. Kids were home. Got to see some yeah. youth sports. Yeah. yeah, it's a good weekend. Lots of sports. Lots of sports. Hol holiday for the kids. So we got to spend mm -hmm. the day. My uh, middle child's birthday is today. Oh, happy birthday, middle child. Yeah. Big Holden. He's big yeah. nine now. <laughs> he thinks, thinks he's ready to move out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was a good day. Uh, we got a question in the mailbag and we are going to tackle it. This is a good question and I'm glad mm -hmm. someone proposed it. What is hashtag no estimates and can it help scrum teams? Okay. So I'm going to start at the beginning and Todd, you might have some questions here. I actually have a ton of questions because um, uh, there's this big no estimates movement. Yep. I, uh, I, I kind of was afar from it. I was doing what I was doing. I, I, I really honestly can tell you that I don't know a ton about it. Um, I know enough about it to be dangerous, but not, I'm not deeply intimately aware of what no estimates all means, right? So in the beginning, there was a tweet. <laughs> we'll start there. Um, no, so How many stories start that way? Oh, a lot. Um, so Woody Zool, I believe, is the one of the originators. Vasco Duarte was right around um, at the beginning as well. Neil, Neil Killick. So Neil recently did a slicing episode on uh, fixing your agile coaching with me. So if you want to check that out, we'll put a link in. Um, but uh, so Neil and Vasco and Woody were kind of like the three originators of this idea. Um, Woody put out a tweet, you know, talking about um, estimates and, you know, the efficacy and the usefulness and the use of them and the misuse of them and, 
And I don't remember the exact contents of the original tweet, but he tagged it hashtag no estimates. And so this led to some very lively discussions. Um, a lot of the discussions uh, were really around the, the definition of no estimates. Hmm. So does it mean never estimate anything ever? Does it mean, you know, do not use traditional estimation techniques that turn into commitments and targets? Was the topic around, you know, management misuse of estimates? Was the topic around a lack of professional professionalism and developers who were giving poor estimates? And I think the answer is yes to all of that. Hmm. I think it was supposed to be a discussion around all of those things, trying to come up with a method of understanding work a little bit better and coming up with a method of um, being able to perhaps forecast, but without the the commitments mm. that uh, that we know can cause issues, right? It's interesting you're saying this, Ryan, because um, when I see the hashtag no estimates, it doesn't say hashtag no forecasts, right? right? So I don't know if you've heard this or you've seen this happen before, but sometimes when you put things on Twitter, it can get misconstrued. Well, I, I think, think there's a world of people that have misconstrued some of this to be that it's no forecasting, right? Yeah. And there's, I mean, in, in, in all admission, like I jumped in um, a few years after Woody started it up and I, I did a year's worth of talks on, you know, no estimates and alternatives to estimating. And a lot of it was around forecasting, mm-hmm. right? And so if we go down the, uh, uh, the logical line, forecasting is a form of estimation. Right. And so and I believe many of the no estimates advocates, um, I, I think Woody is kind of at the the very far extreme where he would even say no forecasting is is not uh, helpful. I disagree with them there. Right. Mm-hmm. I think forecasting, especially along the lines of Daniel Vacanti's when will it be done is a great mm-hmm. way to work. Uh, you and I are both proponents of Monte Carlo uh, simulation, forecasting, yep. data driven decision making, data driven forecasting and scheduling. Um, And so we're definitely more towards the moderate side of the no estimate spectrum. We have people like Alan Hullab, who's kind of on that extreme end, along with uh, with Woody. I think Neil is more practical. I think Neil is more on on our side of it. I think Vasco is somewhere between us and and Woody and Alan, uh, probably leaning more towards the extreme. And I it's just one of those where it's a fun discussion. Uh, It's an interesting way to look my goal in it. I can't speak for anyone else was to get teams away from story points. Mm-hmm. I find story points to be uh, not very useful and I think they're damaging. I know you and I are on the same page there. And what yeah, I found story points and velocity are basically the, like yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, some of the most destructive things that we've seen in organizations are as a direct result of velocity and story points. And, you know, and- it's yeah, just, Ron, it's, it's epically frustrating. Ron Jeffrey said he may have been the person who invented him story points. And if he is, he regrets it. Uh, I think that's a clear signal, you know, and, and, and that, yes, is that a fallacy? Is it a, a appeal to an expert? Yes. But I think it's just a, a one pointer that, that kind of led me down this path to, and uh, you know, I think at this point, you know, is the no estimates hashtag and the Twitter discussion useful to scrum teams? Probably not. Um, I don't think there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of smoke, not a lot of fire, or maybe there's a lot of noise and not a lot of signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think grabbing Vacanti's book and learning how to forecast appropriately is wildly helpful to scrum teams. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the direction I would go. And I'm grateful for the year or two that I spent um, exploring these ideas. I think I came out of it uh, with a better appreciation of forecasting. 
I think I came out of it with a better appreciation of, <laughs> of how online conversations and discussions work. I just no longer have an interest in debating definitions. Yeah. And yeah. I no longer have an interest in arguing. Um, and I had no longer have an interest in, like, I, I found the answers I was looking for and I've moved on. Yeah. It's interesting because like, I'm, so I'm doing Googling to be honest with you, just to gain some comprehension. Yeah. And from what I, from what I, from what I'm seeing in a couple different articles, it seems like a lot of it um, is, uh, is surrounds around throughput and looking historically at your throughput and using your throughput on PBI counts to do forecasting. Yep. Right. So is that, am I right there? Is that kind that's, of, the that's a lot of the arguments. Simple, simply simplifying. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's very throughput driven. Neil takes a, a slicing approach. Mm -hmm. He wants to teach teams how to right size work and mine for value. And then the mm -hmm. forecast will kind of normalize and then you can um, use simulation to figure out dates. And mm -hmm. so I think Neil's taking a very pragmatic approach. I'm more of a Neil Kalikian no estimates yeah, yeah. guy, right? I follow. I like, the, I like that word, right sizing, right sizing. And so I, mm -hmm. I, I tend to line up more with Neil on a lot of the, the things. And, and you're going to see, if you go to the no estimates hashtag, a lot of the advocates, uh, there's some bad behavior out there, right? And that's mm -hmm. none of that's good. You know, when we start that the attacks that never works and a lot of the arguments devolve into that. And, mm -hmm. and so if you do go out to the no estimates tag and you have questions and you're advocating forecasting, let's keep it all civil. Mm -hmm. um, they're just, some I, I think they're, I think they're, these are really great discussions to have. Yeah. Right. And I love the passion in them as long as there's civility to the passion. And, and mm -hmm. the thing about Twitter is, and I finally realized this there, you are allowed to just bow out at some point. You don't yeah. have to argue this to the end of the earth. You can, Take the lessons that you learned from it, figure out what can help your teams, drop the stuff that can't, and and keep going. Deliver value, do good things. Yeah. So yeah. I do think, um, I think, uh, like I said, I'm more in line with Neil on the slicing forecasting and then with Vacanti with the, the Monte Carlo mm -hmm. and the, the throughput. And I think that is like the biggest benefit I got out of that whole mm -hmm. exploration of the topic. It's a great. But, it's a great topic. I've been, I've been experimenting in this space because I've been asked to do forecasting quite a bit. Um, don't don't get me wrong. If you don't have to, <laughs> don't do it unnecessarily. Because yeah. I've worked with some teams that didn't have to provide long term forecasts. Uh, I worked with some teams that wanted to to understand where they were going. I think we have this notion of a product goal now that we probably should forecast against, but we're not required to. So I think these are all really good discussions that I think we can have and. Um, yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Let us know what you're doing. Keep it civil. You know, go out there with an open mind, open heart. And when it gets uh, to the point to where you're not getting value out of it, you're allowed to just stop. Right. Where there's no right or wrong here. You're doing what's best for your in your context, for your stakeholders, for your organization. And you don't have to defend that or or justify that to anybody. So learn what you can drop what you can't. And uh yeah, check out Vacanti's work, and I think you're going to come out of it with a great uh, view on agility and on forecasting, which is an estimate, right? But it's a, I think it's one of the better types of estimates. How about that? Yeah, and I am going to forecast that our episode is almost finished. And it's time for the end screen. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe for future Your Daily Scrums. We've got a lot of fixing your Kanban, fixing your Agile coaching, fixing your agile metrics episodes coming up. So like, and subscribe. So you don't miss a single one. Check out the socials. We're pretty active on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, we're trying to figure out the others, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Some videos are going to pop up here in a moment. Check those out. The algorithm thinks you'll like them. We do too. Uh, for Todd Miller, 
I'm Ryan Ripley. We hope you got some value out of this. If you have some no estimates questions, leave them in the comments. I'm sure there will be people here who can help. If a really juicy one pops up, maybe we'll turn it into another episode. Uh, but until then, go forward, do some great things, forecast your work, provide your stakeholders with forecasts and estimates. When will it be done is a great question. And hopefully some of the techniques we mentioned can help you answer that. Until tomorrow, have a great day. See you. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.